0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Thursday, June 9th, 2022, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's good to see you checking in in the chat. We've got Gus and Eileen, Karen, Don and Karen, Tim, Vicki's on YouTube, Um, Chris, as well, is asking for prayers for Brother Dale, um, airlifted to Evansville Hospital. uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, Remind me later. Uh, Karen, already acknowledged, yep. And then Lori, as well. Uh, My folks who are usually on here uh, are traveling to Vancouver and then on to a cruise. It wasn't looking like they were going to get to go, but things worked out, actually. So Uh, I doubt they're watching from the airport. Uh, I think they're in Minneapolis, but so it is. <laughs> Let's see, anything else? Nope. I think that's good. Oh, I did want to apologize for last night. Um, those of you who tried to watch online, uh, the service worked fine, Bible class worked fine, or adult catechesis, I should say. Uh the sermon didn't. And uh what happens is when we lose power, um, certain devices, if they're not powered on in the same in the right order, they don't work right for the stream. And apparently, um the wireless mic wasn't working right. So I thought I checked it before the service, but uh I didn't go through all the steps to check it, so no sermon recording from last night. Um, Those of you who were there were blessed by it, hopefully, and uh, if you weren't able to attend. Oh, well, (laughs) you go. wait till next time. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, All right, let's say our memory work for today. Abraham believed in the Lord, and he accounted it for, uh, to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, verse 6. Again, Abraham believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, verse 6. Our psalm, we say together. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your just decrees at all times. You rebuke the insolent accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your just decrees before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is from Hosea chapter 4. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity. And it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. For they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. All right, so judgment from the prophet, of course. And you'll notice that, um, where does it begin? It begins with the knowledge um, received by the priest who then teaches it? Of course, um, to those to the people, right? So you have uh, a judgment not only against the priestly class for their rejection of God's word, um, and uh, nor, namely that they have forgotten the law of your, the law of your God, the Torah, um, but also that because they've forgotten it, then their sin has increased, right? Uh, the more they increased in forgetting the law and forge- rejecting knowledge, the more they sinned against me. Right, so this is also then the the flip side of this would be how would one rest, restore um, and amend lives uh, and create you know have God create a different sort of community? Well, it begins with the priestly class. It begins with the pastors. The pastors must receive knowledge, right, and remember the law of, of the Lord, and then teach it to the people as they're given to in their office. Um, and rather than increase in lack of knowledge and rejection of knowledge, increase in knowledge and Uh, assimilation of that, right? And that is the means by which the Spirit, working through the Word, knowledge namely of the Word of God, uh, restores people, changes shame into glory. So you could even invert this whole prophetic word. All right? So obedience in in the terms of the Scriptures, both prophetic and apostolic, is being faithful to God's Word. In other words, receiving it and believing it um, as the Spirit works faith in the heart, Right. And then allowing the Spirit to do the work that he would do through that word. Right, And we're going to talk a lot more about the word here um, in our catechesis from Luke chapter 8. So we might as well just go ahead to that and the work of the word. Now it came to pass, afterward, that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women, who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, And Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because of lack of moisture, or lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that, seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are those are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. Who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. And now the ones that fell among the thorns are those when they have heard, go out and are choked by the cares and riches, cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. No one, when he has a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under the bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, Even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him by some who said, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. All right, much to say here. So let's work our way through. Um, We learn also, we've already had the calling of the twelve, now we also learn that there are many others that have been that follow after Jesus. Maybe not of that inner council of twelve, but that um, you have women, right? And these women, of course, will show up again at the end. So we have them named here: Mary Magdalene, all right. Out of whom came seven demons? Luke tells us. Notice that um, the story with the with the tears and the hair um, isn't necessarily Mary Magdalene. She's not named until here. Maybe it's the same woman. Who knows? The seven demons, uh, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, which is interesting, and then also Susanna, right? And of course, we meet other Marys, meet other women um, at the tomb as well, at well or, or at the crucifixion, I should say. All right, um, and this is, of course, how the rabbi and his students are provided for, is by um, likely these were widows um, who, out of the wealth of their substance, would follow with these follow after and provide for them or maybe just from the wealth of their home all right um he tells a parable Uh, we shouldn't know what is a parable all right i'm not a big fan of the one the definition you probably learned about a earthly story with a heavenly meaning um, because that's not how jesus defines it he defines it as a story that he tells to either hide or reveal mysteries about the kingdom of god all right so he's speaking of the kingdom of god um which is neither exclusively heavenly or earthly, right? Because the kingdom of God is amongst us by his word. What's the farmer doing in the text? He's sowing sowing seed, of course. And you probably know this, we hear it every summer. Um, what different places does the seed fall? We've got on the path, on the rocks, on the thorns, and then on the good soil. So four, right? Four. That's... All right, so what happens to the seed on the path? Of course, it's hardened, right? So um, it withers because they're, or no, it is, it's trampled, because it's on a path, and the birds of the air eat it, all right? And then we have the seed on the rock, again, um, even harder yet. There's no moisture, right? So it withers away. Seed among the thorns. The thorns grow up with it and choke it. And then um, the seed on good soil, of course. It grows up, um, yields a crop 100 times more than what was sown, all right? And then he has this... Wonderful statement. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. All right now, the question is, who has ears to hear? All right, it's not that they don't have ears. Everyone has an ear, but do they hear? Hmm? I'd even say, are they listening? Um, so, the disciples, did they understand the parable? Nope. What does it mean? All right, um, and then Jesus tells us, right, what what we said before to you the disciples, right? It has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, right? He gives the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's revealed to us. It has to be revealed to us by Jesus through his word, right? We would know nothing of Christ's kingdom, know nothing of God, know nothing of baptism or the supper, right? We'll hear more about this on Sunday, uh, unless God and Christ had revealed it to us. Hmm? What happens to those, the others who do not hear by faith? Then these parables are um, empty to them, right? They do not see; seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not understand. Right? Um, but helpfully, here he does actually break down the parable for us that we would hear and receive and believe. Right? So he tells us what's the seed? The seed is the word of God, of course. Um, so those along the path, this has to do with the the devil's work, right? Are those who hear and the devil comes and takes them away, takes away the word from their heart. Um, so the, the soil is the heart, I suppose, in that part, and the devil snatches it away, he's like the birds of the heavens, right? so that they don't believe and are not saved. Right? That's, so it's that's telling us quite a bit there, isn't it? That the devil is an enemy of Christ and his word, um, and the devil seeks to uh, undermine the work of that word, that you would hear and believe and be saved. Okay? Um, how about those among, the seed among the rock? All right. The hardness of the rocks is likened unto uh, a time of testing or trial, right? They have no root, and so um, they fall away in that time of testing. All right. Pretty clear there. So now we have um, the the attacks of the devil on the word. We have the attacks of trial or temptation on the word. Um, then we have, so it's not just in times of need or want, but then you also have um, the seed amongst the thorns, which is also... Um, what attacks there? The thorns are life's worries, riches, and pleasures, which um, prevent the seed from bearing fruit to maturity. Right. So now we have the temptations, um, you know, of joy and of pleasure, along with um, cares or worries. So, um, so it's both in times of need and it's in times of, of of bounty. Right. It's both times of of sorrow and in times of joy. All of that can be an attack on God's word. Hmm. Of course, thorns, we think back to creation and the curse that was announced to Adam because of his sin, he had brought thorns upon the earth and that it would be difficult for him um, to harvest. Uh, and then the ones on good soil, of course, are those who hear the word and what's it say? Keep it or retain it. Right? Then Jesus speaks of a lamp, Right? It's and it's maybe just another parable sequentially here. Um, when, when parables come sequentially like that, uh, a lot of times they're trying to teach the same themes, I think. And so here's the same. We've got um, a lamp, don't cover it, put it under a bed. No, I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, Set it on a lampstand. Of course, in the Old Testament, what is the lamp? Psalm 119, versus, verse 105, which we haven't gotten to yet. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Right, We heard that last night in our prayer as well. As Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness of our lives, right? It shows us the way through. That was the uh, summary of the sermon right there in one sentence. <laughs> what does Jesus say about what is secret or hidden? It will be revealed and made known and come to light, right? He's talking about inner sin, right? He's talking about all the works of darkness. All will be revealed. Um, it's interesting because I, um, I know it's the 50th anniversary of Watergate. I remember which uh, was used to um, to destroy um, the presidency under under uh, Nixon, right? Um, it's interesting because a lot of documentation now is being brought forward after certain people have died or their estates have handed over um, their documentation, and it turns out that the story that we were told isn't exactly the story that happened. Now I know that's not surprising to you, um, but uh, the special um, prosecutor. Was having direct consultation with um, the not with the defense, but with the, with the government, and they were colluding together um, to uh, to imprison and, and destroy certain people there, including uh, the president. It's very interesting. I'm not saying there wasn't wrongdoing, but um, the trial isn't exactly the way it didn't exactly go the way it was presented to the public. Um, there was lots of backroom channels and deals being made. Certain people, charges getting trumped up, other people getting uh, let off the hook. Yeah, corrupt government dealings. I know you're surprised, right? Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that these things can't remain hidden forever. Eventually, you know, someone does the research and it's found out, right? Uh, but think about it in this regard here, spiritually speaking, is that all that is done in secret, all the secret sins of our heart, all of that will be revealed. Um, and it is revealed by God's word, um, if you will hear it. And if, it, if you won't hear it in faith, uh, it will be revealed on the last day in the judgment of sin and death and the devil. All right. Um, where were we? Oh, yes. What are we to care about then? Take heed how you hear, right? That you listen, right? Not just simply have it go in your ear, but that you pay attention. What is promised to the one who hears, who listens attentively? Whoever has to him more will be given, right? There'll be more to hear. And of course, by not listening, what happens? What you do have will be taken from you. Uh, this again, this is all judgment language and of the darkness on the last day for those who reject the light that is Christ. All right, then who comes out to see Jesus? Interesting, his mother. Uh, I don't know if we've had her name since the infancy stories, right? Or maybe Well, since he was 12 years old, I suppose. Um. But here she is, along with his brothers, which could be his cousins. Um, It's a pretty broad term in the Hebrew understanding. Why could they not get near to him because of the crowds, right? Um, But what happened when Jesus was told that they were standing outside? My brother and are my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it, right? So this is another way that Jesus confesses that in the resurrection, um, those of the kingdom of Christ will will not be given into marriage, right? Uh, because we'll be numbered as uh, as all the saints and we'll be brothers and sisters together, um, regardless of our earthly parents, right? Um, so that, that it's not really a flattening, well, it is a flattening of things, right? Um, which is more important, faithfulness to your parents or faithfulness to Jesus? He's also talking about that. Right? But he's also bringing everyone who listens to him into that his, his family, which is also beautiful. All right, so the parable of the sower is not a moralistic story about how to be a better Christian, but rather an account of how the gospel will be preached in the world. Many hear the word preached and the devil quickly moves them on to something else, pulling the word away from them before it can even take root. On the other hand, there are those who approach the preached word like they do many other things in this life. Initially, they take delight in their new discovery and rejoice over the gift of forgiveness, But then they are caught up in temptation. Others become so caught up in the idolatrous pursuits of pleasure, entertainment, and wealth that they have no time for the word of God. So faith is choked out. Faith holds fast to the word implanted in the heart at baptism, preached ever deeper into the heart in the divine service and holy absolution, and fertilized with the solid food of the Lord's Supper. The one with the good and noble heart is Christ, the word made flesh, and by faith in Christ our hearts are, are too are declared good and noble. So we are to look to the light of his word at all times in the church, not to our own opinions and feelings. The baptized who gather around that word to hear and do it are the true family of Jesus. All right, so it's not about you making the soil right for the seed, but it's rather about what God in Christ does to and has done to make you ripe. Soil for the seed, all right, that you not be um, amongst the thorns or the rocks or the or the path, good speaking of baptism, how can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things along with the faith which trust this Word of God in the water. for without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism, but with the Word of God, it is a baptism, that is a life-giving water rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. We pray. Heavenly Father, you teach us that the word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your word in the water, that every blessing of baptism may be ours. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for the week.
1: we may abide in the lord who bought us till to our true home he has brought us lord have mercy all
0: right let us pray O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray this day in Thanksgiving with Amanda, who celebrates her birthday, with Don and Jean, Roger and Sherry, Gary and Julie, who all celebrate their anniversary today. We pray for the households of our church, especially Jed and Rebecca, Katrina, Nicholas, Roberta, Ryan and Cassidy, Wendell and Amy. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. We also keep uh, Chris's brother, Dale, in our prayers today. The Lord grants um, the technicians and, anal- and uh, nurses and doctors uh, wisdom to discover what he needs and provide him care. Provide, or we pray for our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Sheboygan Hispanic ministry. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, it's been a joy to be with you here today uh, as we pray together, as we confess, we sing and uh, hear from Jesus. Um, Of course, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, right? Treasure it, uh, which is what you're doing here each day with me. Uh, You can join us again tomorrow at 9 a.m. Friday. And, uh, of course, like I said, you can watch last night's service. You'll may be missing the sermon. Um, of course, you can benefit from hearing God's Word there uh, and joining in the song and whatnot. Um, but the, on YouTube, you can watch the catechesis on the second article of the Apostles' Creed. That'd be a great way, great thing to listen to. Or if you've got um, time uh, or you only have, uh, only have your ears and you can't give your eyes because you've got other work to do, you could listen to uh, it as a podcast that's available on our, on our podcast feed. So, uh, another suggestion there. All right. Lord's blessings to you today. Enjoy this beautiful day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting St. John Random Lake That's St. John slash support and give today.